Hello and welcome back, finally, to episode 6 of the Super Slutty Podcast. I'm here with my co-host, Blair. Hey guys. And we are recording from a undisclosed location in Greece. We are deeply sorry for the absence uh, that you've experienced in terms of the podcast in the last god knows how many weeks. I can't remember the last time we put one out, but... Here we are. We're back and we're going to try and be back on a more regular basis. Um, There is plenty to talk about because, God, probably a month or so has elapsed since the last time we spoke. So let's get started. Yeah, we should get started. I think it's been two months, by the way. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's been a long time and we're sorry. We've been lazy. Well, I've been lazy mainly. Um, And Blair has, yeah been really cool she's been cool and she's actually been been pestering me to record it and it's been my fault so i'll take the blame but we're back and that's the most important thing now there's only one place we can start because it's a topic that's been bothering me as i'm sure you can tell from from my instagram posts the snake here keeps getting his instagram posts removed by instagram well is it by instagram well, I mean, it is Instagram that deletes it. And the question is, is it that there are tons of people reporting because they're offended? Is it because Instagram just has little buzzwords where it just immediately takes it down if enough people report it? I don't know. Okay, so as a bit of background for those of you that may not be fully aware of what's been going on, I think I went through a pretty um, purple patch, Let's let's say, of about five or six posts being removed in a in a 10 day to two week period ranging you know from a different a variety of themes um i think originally the first one that was taken down was a russian themed one and then another russian themed one and then an israeli one and then i tried to repost the russian one which was taken down and then a random brazilian one was taken down and then i had one more taken down which i can't remember off the top of my head um oh no it was something about uh what was it again Suitcase no no that was the russian one it was oh it was one about um the uh the girl on the beach in mykonos that was being sponsored and it was oh. a, and it was like the the big yeah. the sponsor was the big animal i can't remember what it was anyway oh it was the it-, it was the um what's that Stingray. It was the big stingray oh, yeah. on top of the on the back of the girl. Okay, harmless. Anyway, so so I mean the point is that the five posts. Um, well, and what does it say when they remove it? It says harassment and bullying. Harassment and bullying or hate speech um, are the two reasons that Instagram are giving. I look. I don't think that this is an Instagram effort to get my posts removed. I think that there is somebody or some people. Um, it seems to be a, like a concerted effort uh, or the work of somebody who's got technology on their side because posts are getting removed and then I'm appealing and posts are being removed anyway by Instagram um, for reasons that don't really seem to correlate with the, m- well, the meme itself. And, and let's be clear that the the memes are completely from a perspective of satire and humor. No one should feel targeted as like being bullied or harassed. It's really just taking a piece of reality and putting a humor twist on it. So 
Yeah, exactly. Look, I mean, that's that's been the theme of the page from day one. Um, it is basically pulling apart different stereotypes within this crazy society that, that we live in. And yes, nationalities are brought into it. Sometimes religion is brought into it, but it's not in any way to denigrate or to criticize or to lambast a certain nationality or religion or type of person. It's more just to, to satire them. Well, and you're feeling censored, essentially. I'm feeling like I'm getting to the stage where I have to deeply think about what I can and cannot post. And that's not, I mean, of course, there should be some restrictions. I'm never going to be, you know, overtly racist or pedophilic or... Or inciting hate. Or inciting, uh, yeah, I don't want to incite a riot. It is just for fun. Exactly. The point of the page at its at its core is to entertain people. And that's what I've tried to do from day one. And I, what I continue to do now that I've gone past a hundred thousand and there's a lot of you that need to be entertained. And that's all I'm trying to do. Every time I post is I think of something, I think of a person, I think of a stereotype and I poke fun at them. I mean, in a very, very harmless way, it's not meant to be, you know, I'm not trying to, when I mention Russian, I'm not criticizing the Russian people. I'm not saying that every Russian girl is an escort or that every Russian guy is a anyway the one the one the Russian guy one that got removed was about nouveau riche Russian guys that wear Philip Plain and horrible like nouveau clothing and go to Saint Tropez. I mean, I don't know how that's yeah, it is bizarre speech. that that's considered like targeting and inciting hate and whatnot. Like what what <laughs> what are we allowed to say nowadays? I mean, no, it's incredible. I mean, look the the root of every piece of comedy that I've seen probably in the last. God knows how many years since I was a kid is based around stereotypes. I mean, that's exactly what comedy is. It's somebody analyzing a type of person, a nationality, a type of behavior and putting their own spin on it and satirizing it in any form. It could be in the form of something audio or something visual or an impersonation or whatever it may be, or a piece of writing um, or films, TV shows. I mean, it's anything uh, that you want it to be. And that's essentially what I'm doing in the meme format. And it seems like it's getting to the stage where I'm not allowed to bring any nationality, any religion into anything because I reposted the Israeli one and I said, and it was Israeli fuckboy. I was basically saying it was an Israeli guy that fucks a lot, you know, <laughs> that's, that's it. I mean, and if that is hate speech, then I mean, I'm, I'm just flabbergasted and lost for words, but I took out the Kippa. I took out the star of David. I took out something else. Oh, and I took out Israeli and I put a country that I'm not allowed to name. And it still got removed, but then I appealed and then it stayed up. So somehow I managed to bypass whoever this is that's behind the scenes that's doing this by doing that. But I've tried it again with the Russian one and it still got removed. So, Okay, well, so do you think you're like someone's or a group of people are attempting to cancel you? And if so, you know, why would there be somebody? You know, what, what would be the... Why would someone take offense? Like, what... What makes people offended by Super Slutty Stink? I have to be honest. I do feel like there is somebody or uh, some organization or whatever it is that is trying to cancel me or get my post removed or get my account deleted. I want to tread carefully because they might listen to this and it might further give them fuel. But if you are listening, my page is designed to entertain people, to make people laugh. It started off as something very simple uh, childish, innocent. It was purely to entertain friends and people around me and it's now grown and 
there are many offshoots of this brand ranging from a clothing line which is coming out after the summer to other projects that I'm working on in the realm of TV and film. My intention is to entertain people in any way I can. So if you don't like what I'm doing, don't follow me. It's very simple. And I but, don't, you don't need to follow just me. Just to play devil's advocate, what do you think that some person out there who would be, you know, offended and trying to cancel Super Slutty Snake, what, what do you think it is that's, um, you know, making them feel offended and upset and want to, you know, dog you for it? Well, I mean, people send me messages and emails all the time saying that the people that are getting offended are principally offended because my interpreta interpretations of, you know, a culture or, or a stereotype or whatever are quite accurate. And some people can't face themselves in the mirror. And even for things that aren't necessarily, you know, rude or overly critical, I mean, calling, basically stating that there are Israeli people out there that um, like to sleep with a lot of women and like to go to Mykonos and, and I can't remember what else I said, you know, like to do Shabbat dinners with their friends. It's pretty much, I mean, that happens everywhere. I mean, I have many, many friends in London so, so you think that just, fit into that category. It's the memes hit too close to home and therefore... They... No, I think I, th I think it's just any mention of a nationality, people get offended. Clearly, Russian people are incense, well, are very sensitive to, um, to, to the, the humor that I'm uh, adopting because I've had Russian posts removed in the past. Um, when I talk about... The Russian escorts, I have two recurring characters, Yulia and Olga, who I don't know if I can ever use again because every time I mention them, they get removed. There are Russian escorts that exist on this planet. I defy anyone to prove me otherwise. I've seen them. I've interacted with them. There are plenty out there. There are English escorts. There are Greek escorts. There are French escorts. There are Japanese escorts. There are Kuwaiti escorts, or well, maybe not. But anyway, there's escorts of any nationality. I am not saying that by mentioning, you know, these two characters that happen to be Russian, that every Russian woman is an escort. I'm not trying to demean the Russian people. I have many Russian friends who love my humor. I even sent the post that I did to another account, Russians in London, which is a great account. And they posted the same meme and the same caption, and it's still up to this day. So, so it is clearly something to do yeah. with your followers reporting or just the fact that your account itself has been flagged on Instagram. So there's an extra weight to who reports posts. But the, the, but the, the, the flagging for me is a, is a byproduct or is a result of the post being removed. I don't think that Instagram set out from the start to start flagging my posts. Clearly somebody was mass reporting and I don't think it was just a singular person. It's done via bots because believe me, in the past, I had somebody sending me a lot of abusive messages, threatening to have my account deleted, saying he was going to pay thousands to get my account deleted and sending me quite, you know, abusive and not scary, but semi-aggressive messages. And I reported his account to Instagram many, many times. I beckoned my followers to do the same thing. I posted about him. I tagged his profile and his account stayed up no matter how many hundreds or thousands of people were reporting him. So I don't know how these guys are doing it, but they have a method um, which is working and whatever they do in terms of, because when you report a post, you have to choose a category like for the reason why you're reporting it. So it can be hate speech. It can be pedophilia. Spam, it can be yeah. spam, inappropriate, whatever it is, inciting hatred, whatever it may be. And clearly what they're doing is they're reporting it with exactly the right reasoning. 
and somehow it's working. And then maybe they're following it up with more reports. I don't the, know. The thing is, someone going to these lengths, like I, these lengths. The thing I don't understand is, okay, say you are an Israeli, you know, guy who sleeps around a lot. Say you are a Russian escort. Just theoretically, say that's you. At the end of the day, you should know that's not all you are, and you should be able to take some humor poked at the stereotypical thing, like, you know, interactions and lifestyle things that happen in your life. Like, it's really not, you know, a dig at a very particular individual, obviously. So, but Blair, I the mean, humor, like, it's, we, you as an American and me as a semi American British Greek individual, have grown up in a society that permits fun to be made of each other. It's a very lax, open, secular society where we can pretty much make fun of whatever we want. There's very limited censorship, although I feel like censorship is definitely on the rise. But that when I was young, certainly, was zero censorship. You could say what you wanted. The humor was open. And we were we were brought up. I mean, I was I went to a boarding school when I was young. I was subjected to vicious insults from the age of 13 or even previous to that. I grew up hardened with a stiff upper, stiff upper lip, you know, a, a kind of an armor that you develop after years of years of being subjected to that sort of thing. And you grow up tough and you learn to take things. This stuff is not even, I'm not even abusing anybody. This is just satire and it's just a little bit of fun. It's never deep rooted. It's never mean. So for me, it's like, it's incredulous. I get incredulous thinking that people could actually get offended by this stuff. Because like you said, Yes, not every Russian is an escort. Not every Russian guy is a nouveau riche guy that goes to Saint-Tropez. But the thing is, even if you are, it's still like you, you should so as an individual know, yes, you might fit into that like kind of stereotype category sometimes, but there's so much more to you, obviously, as humans are like a whole character of sorts of things. Like, I mean... But look, this is all speculation. We have no idea who is doing this, why they're doing it. You know, maybe I have an enemy that you know, <laughs> somehow I've wronged in the past, God knows, and they're on a, on a one-man or one-woman campaign to try and bring me down. I have no idea. But my point is that there are, despite what you out there, this enemy of mine or you enemies might think of me, there are over 100,000 people that like my humor and that want to hear it and that want to see it on a repeated basis. So let them enjoy it. You know, don't follow me. Don't listen to me. Don't interact with me. You can easily unfollow. You can easily not look. But clearly you're following and clearly you're looking. And I find it hypocritical that I can mention French, British, Americans freely and openly in any way I want and the posts never, ever get removed. Why is it that when I mention Russian or Israeli or anybody that maybe remotely... I don't know. I mean, I don't even think that they're particularly part of the discourse anyway. It's not like there's a big stigma against Russian people in general. Obviously, there are some issues maybe with, with Putin and the way he runs the country, but I mean, I've never got political at all and I would never even go into that. So I don't, know, I don't know what the reasoning is, but it's starting to really, really get on my nerves. And what I want to let you know is I'm going to keep going and I'm not going to stop. I'm going to keep posting. I'm going to keep doing what I do. I'm going to try and circumnavigate it for the moment, tread carefully. But there's stuff I'm doing outside of Instagram that you guys can't touch. So even aside from all that, like at the end of the day, if you're someone who's offended by super slutty's sake, rather than reporting it, you it would do you better to use it as a jump. Like there, there aren't many things that criticize the sort of scene and lifestyle that super slutty snake hones in on. 
And for that reason, it is always, it's, it's a platform as like a jumping off point. But you have a feeling about a meme, go ahead and write in the comments and discuss it. There's zero reason to take it personally and report it and try to make it seem like someone's not allowed to say this kind of commentary in a humorous way about something like that. You know, how, how can you support that? Either block Super Slutty Snake because you don't want to see it. Just don't visit it. Or, you know, put your feelings in the comments and start a discussion. There, there's no reason exactly. to be like, it's oh, this cowards... is banned from consciousness. Like what? <laughs> it's the coward's way out doing what you're doing by reporting and, and getting my post removed. That's, you know, like Blair says, get into the discourse, get into the comments. Look, I mean, for instance, that there are some women in the comments on occasion that clearly haven't interpreted my posts in the right way or the intention behind them or the fact that I'm using quotation marks. Hello, everyone. I use quotation marks in every single post. It's fiction. It's not my views. They are they are basically fabrications in my imagination of what I think a character would say or think. Do you really think I talk like one of those American guys? It's like, hey, I want to fucking fire. I want to fire up the PJ. I want to fucking fire. I don't speak like that. Everything, everything is an impersonation. Everything is a satire. Everything is my... A weird interpretation of what I think a character would be like. So when I do a post, I can't remember which one it was. And I remember there was one girl or woman, whatever, in the comments that was saying, oh, and this is the perfect way to, um, what was she saying? To denigrate women or something like that. She was like, this is the perfect example of how men are denigrating women. And I, 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 I think I had to respond. And, and I think a lot of you guys responded and thank you for doing so. But I mean, the point is, life happens, and there are those characters in yes. life that are, you know, and to think otherwise, and all these other things. So there, that doesn't mean it's banned. There's no discussion on it. We should just pretend it doesn't happen, so that you know, women think that doesn't happen. Like, no, it, it's better to poke fun at it and have a discussion about it, and you know, accept that it is funny because it's that ridiculous. Guys, do you, do you want to live in a, you know, CCP society where everything is censored to the brim and you, you have no way of, you know, voicing your own opinion in any way, anything that's remotely controversial is just removed from the internet or removed from TV and radio. Like, yes, it is horrible to demean women and to bring them down and to denigrate them. And of course that's wrong. And I condemn that. However, it happens. I see it happen. I read about it happening. I have seen it in front of me. It's literally a, better to yeah. make humor about it than to, you know, it's going to happen regardless. To make humor about it, it it's way better than just pretending it doesn't happen. It's not a thing. This is my way of bringing attention to the fact that something happens. Other people might write an expose, might write a serious article and send it to the Times or send it to the Wall Street Journal or whatever. My way is through comedy. There's clearly a mission behind my page that, you know, has obviously it started from the beginning, but it's now developed more, more momentum. Um, it's that I want to reveal what really goes on in this society. And there are elements of it that are pretty heinous. There are elements of it that are quite, quite funny and innocent. And we can poke fun at the fake shamans that think they're real shamans and run around trying to hypnotize girls and give them ash up their nose or whatever that's funny and you can poke fun at it but there are people out there that are bringing girls on holidays or in, through a promoter or whatever and being rude to them and being demeaning them in front of their friends treating them like an object um and that's wrong and i'm bringing attention to it via 
the medium of comedy and via the medium of a meme. So when I use these quotation marks and I have these characters talking in a certain way, those are not my views. Just in the same way that when I do the Russian escorts voice, you know, I'm not a Russian escort. I don't believe the way they talk, but I've heard girls talk like that before. It happens. There are girls that receive money and in return, they go on holidays with guys. And yeah, they have fucking pink suitcases. I've seen it. You know, whatever. It happens. And there are probably, like I said, French, Greek, Italian, German, Russian, uh, Bulgarian, blah, 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 every nationality you can imagine of types of girls that do the same thing. It doesn't matter. Okay, I use Russian quite a lot. It's part of the social discourse. So, a lot, you know, something that a lot of people pick up on is there's a lot of Russian ones, you know, just in the same way that there's a lot of Italian waiters in London, right? That's not me being racist towards Italians. There are a lot of Italian waiters in London. For some reason, a lot of Italians moved out of Italy to London. I guess the pay is better. And there's a lot of waiters there. To mention that there are is not racism. I mean, I think the point is that at the end of the day, there isn't malice in targeting particular stereotypes in the scene. It's literally just taking what happens in reality you know, spitting it back out in a humorous light, few exaggerations, boom, it's it's funny. That's it. Yeah, I think we've covered what we want to cover. I think the overall conclusion to all of this is for all of you that, that support me and Blair also with the, with this podcast, we, we really thank you for everything. And, you know, I'm going to keep going and we're going to keep going with this podcast. We're going to keep raising awareness to these issues that we believe in. And yeah, you're not going to stop us. And like I said before, if you don't like what I'm posting, don't follow, unfollow me, block me, mute me, do whatever you want, but don't try and mess with my flow. I'm going to keep snaking through. Look, and just I'm gonna comment on the post with your feelings. Start yeah. a conversation. That's much better than Start whatever a censorship kind of you know, motivations you have. There's I'm no very point. happy to debate as long as it's not Israel versus Palestine or anything political like that. Get in the comments and Discuss get a debate started. Much better. That's always the way to go. Part two coming up. Yeah, that's the end of part one. <laughs> you got very excited there. We'll see you back in part two. Thanks. Hello, you adorable sluts. Welcome back to part two of the Super Sally podcast. And in part two, we're going to be talking about... Mykonos! Mykonos. Now, I've been gone the whole summer to locations that I will not mention, but I was in Mykonos for an extended period of time. And I wanted to let you guys know, because a lot of you are American or Brazilian or Russian or wherever. God knows wherever you're from where you're actually banned from entering Europe unless you're super sneaky, like some people that I know that managed to get through somehow. And uh, you wouldn't have come to Mykonos and you wouldn't have been privy to what was actually going on because there was a lot of media uh, fake news, as uh, Donald himself likes to say. Uh, there was a lot of misreporting about what was actually going on. Um, and I know that there was a bit of a, a bit of propaganda from the Greek media trying to paint a negative light on Mykonos and about how a lot of the beach clubs and restaurants were defying COVID regulations and were trying to exist as this kind of independent autocratic state that was doing their own thing. 
Okay, so what happened? Starting first week of July, let's say. Yeah, so I I arrived early July, and at that point there was a lot of confusion going around because there had been um, some incidents of uh, some events happening kind of unofficially at places like Alamagoo, and then also some parties at Scorpios where there had been a bit of police attention due to... Basically, look, I mean, I know really what the reasoning is. So when the police, when the police are shutting down anything, they're factoring in um, noise levels in terms of decibels and the amount of people in any particular zone at any particular time. And then the total amount of people in the restaurant or the club or the beach bar. So kind of like the total capacity that would be permitted in a, in a COVID regulation sort of society. So essentially... At that point, there was not a lot of clarity in terms of what was going on. I know a lot of the beach clubs were still booking DJs and artists, and there were things planned. There was a schedule. Um, but I want to bring you guys uh, and your attention to, I believe it was maybe the 16th of July around that time, um, and Black Coffee was doing kind of a, an impromptu sunset uh, set at Scorpios. And... He was performing in the sunset area, so not in the kind of main club part. And the vibe was incredible. He was playing really well. It was pretty socially distanced, to be honest. It was completely out in the open, right on the edge of Scorpio. So everyone was able to breathe fresh air and whatever. And um, I think about two hours before he was meant to finish, the police shut it down. They had to turn off the music. And that kind of set the tone for what the summer would become. Because... I remember at the time, the owners of Scorpios basically uh, were concerned that, you know, the police would try and shut down the whole place. So they shut down the music before they could even arrive. Um, but I guess there's a feeling amongst the crowd uh, in general that no one really knows what's going on because it's not really communicated very clearly by by any of the beach clubs, to be honest, nor the police about what's... Yeah, the, the way it feels, though, is that all the major beach clubs that are having beach parties usually from seven to midnight it kind of feels like you're involved in a little bit of sneaky business and by that i mean if the beach club gets wind that police are coming they'll turn down the music and kind of you know signal for everyone to be a bit more chilled stay in your area and kind of sit down and then you know maybe 20 minutes go by and now the police are gone. They turn back up the music. You know, you kind of feel like you're like, we're, we're trying to have fun. When we're not really allowed to have fun. But the thing is, at the end of the day, like you, you, there were parties. It was fun. There was definitely far more restrictions. And Mykonos looked way different this year than it did last year, for example. But you could have fun. If you're like me, you don't really mind that much that a lot of the indoor places got the most fucked by this the coronavirus regulations most clubs were not you 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 would have to go to a villa party after midnight and honestly that's fine with me i prefer the beach parties and i prefer the villa parties and if you're someone who's traveling to mykonos in the summer i think you are absolutely responsible to know that you might get coronavirus and that's okay because you think you can handle it and fair enough like you know we all wanted to have some fun and yeah, but so what, what Blair's talking about is this kind of the impending feeling that police are coming. And then as soon as the 
the owner of of the beach club or restaurant or whatever gets a sense that the police are on their way they shut the music off or pretty much to a level where you can't even hear it everyone is kind of forced to go back to their tables or to go to certain areas yeah sit down basically kind of like put on this show so that when the police come with their stupid clipboards and walk around and they don't even know what they're looking for or looking at I mean, it's, it's ridiculous. It was like a bunch of clowns walking in. They had no, they had no idea what they were looking for. They at times had measuring tapes, trying to measure the distance between the tables as if that was even a thing. The whole thing felt ridiculous because at the end of the day, all these people are mingling no matter what happens anyway. So it, it, it kind of felt like there needs to be a front up that on Mykonos, they're doing something about coronavirus. For example, you go to a beach club, the towels are all wrapped in plastic. That's part of the regulation. Things like where, where you're kind of like, well, this is just a bunch of plastic, and realistically, of all ways to get coronavirus, you're probably not going to catch it yeah, from your solving towel solving one clean. problem and then causing another. Yeah, it, you know, it just um, this is this is the world today now, guys. <laughs> yeah, but so yeah, th- there was that. So a lot of the times, parties would be you know temporarily shut down, music would go off, and then occasionally the police would leave and the music would go back on or the music would just stay off and it would end three hours early. And then you have all these people that had like just ordered a Magnum of 1942 and whatever. And they're like, Hey, like what's going on? And then everything's just shut off. That happened a lot. So I think a lot of people were turned off by that. Obviously they start telling their friends about it and saying, Hey, Mykonos is like this, this is what's happening. So there was obviously there was a lot more of a focus on the daytime stuff, but even the daytime stuff was being badly affected. And then the big switch that really fucked everything was when the police started started going for the villa parties. And this is what second week of August. This started to kind of. It was even turn before. Up. It was yeah. it was way before. They were ba- from the start. They had like a supposedly a, a maximum limit of the amount of people that could could be in a particular house for a party. And then after that, they pretty much started hunting down every single villa party. As soon as they got a noise complaint, they would show up and they would say shut it all off. And usually in the past. Uh, the Greek police, you could kind of circumnavigate them in different ways, which I won't really go through. But this year, they were having none of it, and they would literally come and just shut you down in one second. And that got super annoying because the daytime stuff would be disrupted, then everyone would con- congregate and go to a villa, and it's difficult to organize a party. We did it a few times. You got to get everyone. You got to send the locations out, get the alcohol sorted, get well, everything set up. Still being wary that you can't make it too big, or yeah, else you will definitely d- get shut down. No matter what, there's the risk of shutdown. Yeah, you got to bring the DJs. You got to do all that stuff, and then the police will just come and shut it down. Luckily, ours was not shut down. The few that we did, but we went to a bunch that were but, shut down. But you know, even on a positive sense, still, like there was definitely a point where I thought summer was entirely canceled. Wherever you are during lockdown, you're going to be stuck there because that's where we are right now. So I'm still very appreciative that even still, there was plenty of fun time in Mykonos this year. Nothing compared to last year, but very fun still. There were beach parties, there were villa parties, you could still listen to awesome music. You could still dance. I think second week of August, it started to get um, a little more intense because it started to require that you wear the mask, you know, to your dinner table, wear the mask if you go into any store, et cetera, et cetera. Well, yeah, and then and they started restricting the table numbers. So if you mm. were eating with a group more than six, you'd have to have separate tables next to each other, despite staying in the same villa or whatever your setup is. That, I think that's kind of when things started to feel like, oh, well, this is tough to... And the curfew? 
And the curfew being that everywhere, restaurants, everything had to shut down at midnight. So then the entire post-midnight scene was villa parties, if you could find one. And there's still a risk of being shut down. No, they but, would get shut down every single time. Well, well, it was last week of July. I was at a villa party that managed to stay alive till 6 a.m., which is decent, I guess, in the current environment. I don't remember which one, but yeah. but You were there, but okay. <laughs> yeah. In August, I guess from mid-August onwards, every single one was shut down. Um, but like Blair said before, Mykonos was still amazing. There was... It was a lot quieter. You could pretty much go to any restaurant you wanted last minute, just rock up. The food was still fantastic. There were new restaurants that opened, Koya, Zuma. Well, gosh, if you compare it to last year, where last year, you know, the, the day you arrive, you better have an itinerary for the whole week or else you're not going to go to the restaurants you want to go to because there's that many people already reserved, already trying, already with connections and, you know, getting the side table that was last minute, whatever. You you couldn't go to the places you wanted to go unless it was pre-planned or you had a hookup, period. Like, well, that's going to be... I, next summer? <laughs> I, I fear for next summer, not for myself, but for... <laughs> not for myself because I'm all so of, hooked For up. all of you other people, <laughs> it's going to be a zoo. It's going to be a mess. And I am going to, even me and my group of friends, I'm sure we're going to start planning stuff from May. You know what they said about after the um, 1918 Spanish flu was that that was two years and then it ended and then humanity responded with the roaring 20s. The roaring 20s. Where everyone was overindulgent, celebrating all the time and just, you know, generally... And what a coincidence Gregarious. that it's 2020 and it's going to be the exactly. roaring 20s again. It, to be honest, it sounds like a pretty fun time. It's as bad as we've you know, gone through these hard times. It's, such yeah. is life. <laughs> so Mykonos is, is, is the ideal setup for that sort of craziness and fun. So look, we had one year out. It was more relaxed, but we still had an amazing time. The sea is still amazing. The food is still incredible. The, the people are still great. Yeah, the beauty of nature. You know, also, by the way, like between August 7th and August 15th, every year is the biggest meteor shower. It's called like the Pleiades. Pleiades. So if you're in Greece, that is a prime spot. That to was see a the fun night. Shower. Shooting stars. That was a great night. So yeah, there's still, there's still a lot that Greece had to offer. We still had an amazing time, but it was very different in terms of vibe. Um, so yeah, I think that's pretty good Mykonos conclusion. Yeah, I hope that you guys have all had a great summer. Yeah. In, I can't believe it's like coming to an end, kind it's, of. Well, it's pretty much done. It's almost it's crazy. September. Ah. Um, but yeah, we hope that you've all had some fun wherever you've been, whether it's been in Europe or outside of Europe. I'm sure you've done something remotely fun, I hope anyway. And uh, yeah. Let's all hope that this winter smooths by quickly, seamlessly. Smooths by. Smooths by. Just, you know, just rolls over. Just like, a, you know, just get it done. Like, a, yeah. Okay. That concludes part two. That's it. I'm going to come back in a second and do a uh, bringing the meme to life segment for you guys to cap it all off. Woo. Okay, bye. See you in a second. Hello, you little sluts. I am now going to be performing the Mykonos fuckboy meme caption. Uh, this is a great one to make um, because obviously I'm poking fun at myself. And yeah, I'm going to do it in a very, very strong Greek accent. Here goes. 
Baby Moo, don't waste your time with these malakas from USA. I explain. Mykonos is my island, Moromu. I've been coming here since I'm three years kid. My great-great-grandfather was the genius guy that bring the first Petros Pelican to town and my father is famous on the island because he pioneered the Greek yogurt Tsibuki Memeli. This is Greek for blood job, baby. You think this American guy is somebody because he spent 35k in Scorpio? Have 14 supermodel with him and Big Benetti? <laughs> we Greeks all laugh at this malaka. It's here... We meet in Mykonos, Pascha time, to discuss how we're gonna fuck the tourist so hard in the colo that our putso come out of their mouth like coxuvlaki. <laughs> Greek price in Scorpio is one thing. American price is 20 times more. It's time they bring me the check in Scorpio. I say, Ella de Vlakes, before this land is Scorpio, my grandfather made crazy bits orgy with Marion Davis, Janet Gaynor, three pelicans, two Austrian transvestite, and four Albanian dancing midgets in July 1928. The seed of my family is so deep in this soil. This tree is for sure the camp tree of my papu. I give you 20 euros and we all like Allah. Filakia. It's so easy, baby, for me. Mykonos is my home. You gotta understand. I go to the Periptoro on the roundabout to buy my Karelia's cigarro, and before I even get out of the Wrangler, Babis is there waiting with my Cathimerini, my Caprice Chocolates, and my cigarro. It's really like this, baby. Why you like this techno boom boom malakies? Don't go with the rich American to see world famous DJs tell of us. Come to Chilicristo, baby, in Namos. The music is Greek DM, baby. Perfect to shake your collar and drink some dry masticha while Greek men rub you inappropriate with hairy foreign. Zanis is my golf partner in Athens, and I tell him 10 years ago to make big boutique on Psaru. Look now, baby. Namos Dubai, baby. Monia! Anyway, baby, go back to the 100 meter yacht in front of Santa Marina. Pack your seat clothes, and I send Dimitri to pick you up. Tomorrow, we go to Alamagu and I feed you someone tataki while I blow cigarro smoke in your face, baby. Wow. That concludes episode six of the Super Slutty Podcast. Thank you so much Thank for your you patience. Thank you so much. Love you so much. Follow me on Instagram, motherfuckers, at Blair Z, B-L-A-I-R-S-I. I spelled it wrong one time, but forget about that. See yeah. Ya. Thanks for the shout out. Thank you all so much for your support. We will be back on a more regular basis. Peace to all of you beautiful sluts.